It's Monday, and you're with Bob McAvoy, right here on the Semper Reformata podcast. Well, good morning, good morning. It's Monday morning, the 16th of May, 2022, and this is Bob McAvoy with a regular Monday prayer cast here on the Semper Reformata podcast. It's our weekly news and prayer update from Northern Ireland with the Christian worldview. So we're going to talk politics, and specifically we're going to talk local politics. Our local assembly election was held on May 5th. Uh, There was an incident at two of the polling stations in South Antrim where a leading politician actually verbally abused Christians who were holding placards, reminding voters of his party's voting record on abortion issues. Well, from a Christian perspective, the result of the election was somewhat disappointing, with the culturally Marxist, socially liberal abortionist parties making significant gains. While the overall nationalist unionist split hasn't changed, the largest party in the new assembly will be Sinn Féin with 27 seats, the party that was historically and intrinsically linked with the murderous terrorist organisation, the IRA. So their anti-life stance is no surprise. They actively promote the culture of death of the pro-abortion lobby. And in the last mandate of the Assembly, they were one of the parties who passed a law permitting abortion with no gestational limits, in other words, right up to just before birth, for babies with disabilities like Down syndrome. And they were supported by other so-called progressive parties like the Alliance Party, the SDLP and the Greens. But overall, the number of pro-life MLAs has dropped from 29 to 27. That's just 27 out of a total of 90 MLAs. In the last mandate, I referred to this blood-stained legislature as the Assembly of the Wicked, and I can't see how this has changed. A Twitter video amply demonstrated the low moral calibre of some of these people. One of the new MLAs making lewd homosexual innuendos, referencing his desire for male body parts. So watch out for more pressure on gender issues, on transgenderism, on euthanasia and much more. On Wednesday the 11th of May, the newsletter, one of our local papers, carried a report that the proposed gay conversion therapy ban in Westminster would not extend to Northern Ireland. But the report referenced a debate in Stormont in April last year, when the Ulster Unionist Party tabled a motion calling for the Minister for Communities to commit to bringing forward legislation before the end of the current Assembly mandate to ban conversion therapy in all its forms. The motion passed 59-24, to with the DUP and the TUV voting against. According to the newsletter, during that debate, Mr Beatty repeatedly referred to both sexuality and gender identity too, suggesting that both will be included in any ban drawn up locally. John Calvin said, When God punishes a nation, he gives it wicked rulers. We are most certainly under the severe judgment of God here in Northern Ireland. Still, we are to pray for these people. We're to pray that God will arrest them on their road to wickedness, as he did with Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. We're to pray that God would turn them from their hard-hearted pursuit of evil and bring them under the crushing weight of the law of God so that they repent of their wicked ways and turn from them. 
We are to pray for them, at the same time being aware that when their edicts and their dictates and their laws conflict with God's law, we must obey God rather than man. Well, let's talk about money. Inflation continues. The Office for National Statistics website alleges that the level of inflation is 6.2% as of March this year. The Bank of England predicting 10% later this year. And I think that's conservative. Conservative estimate. We know that inflation is raging in this country. We know that when we fill our cars with fuel. We know that when we order home heating oil or visit a grocery shop. A vast amount of artificial fertiliser comes from Russia and Ukraine. And by September, the shortage of food crops caused by the fertiliser shortages will cause further huge price hikes in the food markets, with one pundit predicting that the price of bread could rise to around five times its current price by the end of the year, and road fuels perhaps sitting at £5 per litre. The sanctions imposed by the West upon Russia are crippling Western economies far more than they are hurting Russia. It would be easy to blame President Putin of Russia for our government's economic mismanagement. President Biden calls the present difficulties Putin's price raise. It's nothing of the sort. Quantitative easing, literally printing money that we don't have during the COVID pandemic was astronomical. It was used to provide furlough money. It was used to buy shiploads of PPE, mostly from China, some of which wasn't even suitable. And we're paying for all that government waste and squander now through this hyperinflation, which will rob us all. Inflation is a tax. Inflation is our own governments here in the West paying for their profligacy by emptying your bank account. And what about Ukraine? And what must seem to many to be a deliberate policy of wrecking our economy right to the very point of destruction? The government under Boris Johnson is pouring billions of pounds of military aid into the proxy war that NATO is pursuing against Russia and Ukraine. It's money that could be used to feed starving millions in Africa who are suffering greatly because of the sanctions on Russia. Money that, in essence, is being spent enriching the global armaments industry. It's not that I often agree with the Pope, but Francis caused a media scandal when he gave an interview with an Italian paper and said that NATO had facilitated the war in Ukraine by, and I quote, barking at Russia's door. A rare chink of geopolitical truth emanating from the Vatican and no doubt played down by Vatican officials. But back to the financial costs though. On the 20th of March, Sky News reported that the average UK household would experience a £2,553 drop in income this year, half of which is the result of the invasion of Ukraine, according to the Centre for Economics and Business Research. It's wasted money, for it's a war that no one will win. The likelihood is that the military aid being supplied will be misused, or will end up in the wrong hands. Meanwhile, nobody seems to care about the actual suffering civilian population of the Ukraine itself. In a recent Friday meeting of the UN Security Council in New York, a session on Ukraine lasted precisely two minutes. The chairperson simply said, there are no registered speakers on the list of speakers. The meeting is adjourned. 
there was no one in that body interested enough to actually speak up for the ordinary people of Ukraine who are suffering. There's a link to a YouTube video of that meeting and you can access it through the episode notes. Well, if the Pope has been bold enough to go against the official narrative on Ukraine, we certainly can't find a similar amount of courage among the local church leaders here in Northern Ireland who have been less than vocal in the support of the life of the unborn child. And across the water in Scotland, the rot continues. The Church of Scotland is looking forward to its General Assembly later this spring. And it seems that a motion will be passed to permit same-sex so-called weddings in their churches. A majority of presbyteries have already indicated how they will vote on the issue and most will support it. The Church of John Knox has gone a long way from its early roots. A long way from the Bible too. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 9 to 10, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Surely the Kirk should be calling upon sinners to repent of their sins and be forgiven and bear the fruits of repentance rather than endorsing their sinful lifestyles. There is hope for LGBT people, but like all of us, it is hope in Christ alone. Paul again in the same passage in verse 11 says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. There's an article on the Christian Institute's website where you can find out more. Well, links to all these stories are available so you can read and research them for yourself. Follow the web link in the episode notes to www.semper-reformata.com to do more research. Today's Grace Gem is from J.R. Miller. He writes, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The night may grow very dark, but the morning will break. We must, through much tribulation, enter the kingdom of God. But notice the word through. The valley of the shadow of death lies in our path. But we are to pass through it, and beyond comes, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. After Egypt and its bondage comes the good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So it is always. After winter, with its death and desolation, comes forth spring with its flowers and its fruits and its harvest and its life. After earth, with all its sorrows, comes heaven, where joy shall be eternal. J.R. Miller Find more inspirational quotes on gracegems.org Well, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you that it is you who ultimately rules this world and everything in it. But you appoint men and women to sit in governance over us. And today we pray for such people. And Father, we ask that you would turn their hearts away from their wicked ways and bring them to a saving relationship with your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave his own life on the cross for sinners. 
Help us in these times of difficulty. Help us when people find it difficult to make ends meet. Provide for those who are starving when this world has plenty. Restrain those who are disrupting food supplies. Care for those who are homeless and penniless, while money that could house them is being wasted and warmongering. Bring revival to the visible church, we pray, so that it will rise up in these last days and boldly proclaim the truth of the gospel. Amen. Well, that's all for now. Links for all these stories are on the website semper-reformata.com and there's a link to that website in the episode notes. Catechism class is tomorrow, Tuesday at 1pm and there should be a sermon podcast on Saturday. Don't give up, lift up your head. Don't be discouraged. Let's keep watching, keep praying, keep believing in our sovereign Lord who overrules everything in the universe that he created. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.